Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. everybody how you doing well that's good welcome to broad street hockey presents the post game on spotify green room that's what i always say isn't it <laughs> my name is bill Matz. i'm your director of fun and games for the evening ah uh, i guess this gets back to uh how much stock we're going to put into these final games uh, you know travis connect scoring some goals and that's all well and good but the better the better some guys play the less real I'm going to believe it is. Like TK, just a couple of days ago, uh, you know, I'm saying, oh, well, it seems like he's just, he just can't shoot. Maybe he's hurt uh, a wrist or a shoulder. And, you know, he comes out, he has the slapper goal. He, uh, he beats Bennington for the first one far side on the rush. And it's just like, no, no, it's too little too late. Like it, it, they're gonna win some games. Like they're not gonna lose all of the final nineteen, eighteen now that's left. Whatever. But it's gonna annoy me when they do, and especially when you know Hayden Hodgson scores his first goal. Good for you, kid. I'm happy for you. Awesome, cool. But like, if Travis Konechny's gonna pick now, like JVR the other night, uh, if they're gonna pick now to start scoring some goals, like that's gonna make me like them less. Real honestly, and uh, it's just frustrating to think about what could have been. I know injuries played a huge part, but like these players aren't bad. These guys aren't bad players, and we weren't wrong to believe that they could have had successful seasons. It's just they failed, and now it's one win again. It's not going to kill them in the grand scheme of things as long as they don't go on like a run, win three out of four, something stupid like that. Uh, but it's just – it's very annoying. It's very frustrating. I'll tell you who fucking stinks is Jordan Bennington. My God. Like, he's the reason they won a Stanley Cup, and he's horrible now. Uh, the, especially both Konechny goals. Like, and I guess that's why I can't, like, even blame Konechny that much <laughs> for, for scoring because, like, any other goalie in the league, those don't go in. Um let me know what you guys are thinking. How much stock are you putting in these games? And uh, let's just get started. It's a uh, miserable Thursday night. Let's get in and out of here. Uh, let's lead things off with Warren Brody. Warren, you're live. Hey, Bill. How you doing? How are you tonight, Warren? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, so it, I, I can see what we're, uh, Fletcher's trying to do. He's he's trying to build a bigger team uh, because they were – Aggressive tonight, uh, for once, and 
you know, they they were winning a lot of battles. Uh, yeah, I think Fletcher has made a point to say, like, yes, we need high-skilled players, but we also want to be, quote-unquote, you know, harder to play against. They want bigger guys. They want guys who do engage in battles and everything. And certain types of those players are very good. Like, if it's a good player who's big and strong, awesome. If it's Rasmus Ristolainen and you're going to give him a whole bunch of money, that's bad. We'll see, you know, we'll see how it ends up at the end of, uh, you know, the off season. Really, but it's not the wrong idea to want a bigger, stronger, faster team. Yeah, they just need to fill in the talent now. I mean, that's the hardest. They need, you know, to me, a top-end guy in the back and at least two up front. Uh, and then maybe, you know, but you got to get lucky in the draft. Uh, that would be, you know, they've a top-five pick. And, you know, you get lucky, you get the right guy for once. Uh, that could help. Lottery luck's going to be a big part of what happens this offseason. You're really just hoping, uh, you know, I've said all year, you don't want to waste a chance like this. Hopefully they stay near the bottom four, five, six in the league, and the lottery works out for them. They're able to get somebody who can actually come in and contribute next year and be part of this thing moving forward. But, you know, they got to pick the right guy, which is a huge problem for them, like you said. And you're depending on a lottery, which is luck. It's it's going to be – they got to thread a needle here this offseason. It ain't going to be easy. And the interesting thing, at least – and I'll get off in a minute, but Cam York, he looks pretty good with Provorov. And uh, even Morgan Frost seems to be skating a little better. He's actually handling the puck once in a while and holding on to the puck. So I don't know. It should be interesting to, just to watch – how things progress. Uh, but I don't think we can assume that, you know, whatever happens really, they, they still need a lot of work, this team. Oh, absolutely. And thanks a lot, Warren. Uh, like, yeah, Provorov has looked a lot better, um, with Cam York. Now, first of all, there weren't any directions for him to go, but up, uh, considering the way he was playing in a couple of weeks, especially heading into the deadline, but even before that, um, Justin Braun is a fine player, and I think any team the Rangers did added Justin Braun and got better on their blue line. Justin Braun belongs in anyone's top six, really, in pretty much the entire league. He is so far from the ideal Provorov partner, it's unbelievable. Provorov needs a dependable puck mover next to him, and Cam York knows how to handle the puck. I really think it's that simple. Um, It frees Provorov to do the defensive things he does much better and doesn't put as much of the the breakout on him. Now, he just, you know, for the money he's making, he should be able to do a lot more. But for what we're working with with Provorov right now, he needs a guy like York, and York's York's filling that role. Uh, Let's go to Harris Barnes. Harris, you're live on the post game. Uh, Hey, Bill, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. How's it going, Harris? Uh, it's going fine. Um, yeah, if they, if obviously they're not going to lose every game, but like if they start winning more games, then you're you're guaranteeing yourselves probably a worse pick. I mean, you could get lucky, yeah. anyway, but like you'd rather lose and be at worst like fifth, like or fourth or whatever. Uh, Absolutely. Like, one team might jump. You, you're going to finish fourth from last if you lose, and then maybe one team jumps. You, you you're picking fifth, but like if you you drop to seven, then you're picking seventh. And I think that that range 
like it's pretty interchangeable, but I'd rather be picking fourth and have my choice of who um, I'm taking as opposed to not having my choice and then just having to take the default guy. Obviously, the last time the Flyers had their choice um, with uh, Patrick, I mean, they took the consensus guy, but it didn't work out. But um, with Provorov, uh, just a general question, did they coach the offense out of him or did it, because like I went back and watched the 2015 draft and I, I watched his junior highlights and like he would jump up in the play more and he did that like some in certain years in Philadelphia, but like he he's not as aggressive offensively and he kind of, it's just a bland role sometimes that he plays. Yeah, I think um, I think he maybe derived some of his offensive confidence from his defensive play and. When both are struggling, the offense just disappears. Like, you don't want to depend on him for offense, but it will show up when he's doing everything else well, if that makes sense. And I don't know if they coached it out of him because they've been, my God, they've been asking him to provide offense. They've been playing him on the power play despite uh, all, you know, evidence that he's not very good at it. Uh, They play him 25 minutes a game. They need him, uh, you know, to provide offense, and he just hasn't. I think it's really. I don't know if it's a skill or a confidence thing. I want to believe it's confidence because man, they're not going to they're not going to be able to replace all 20 guys. They're going to have to come back with somebody. Uh Provorov might be one of those players that comes back. So, I, I don't know though. He's such a weird player to try to get a handle on. Like he scored 17 goals one year and I'm like, yeah, he's a he's a defensive defenseman. Like I don't know what he is at this point still. Yeah, because it, it seems like year to year and the last two years just haven't been great. But like before that, it was like every other year where he would have a great offensive year and then he would turn into this like number four defensive guy who couldn't do that much. So like I, I don't I don't have a good read on him. And do you think going back to um, that time, that era, did Ron Hextall just draft the guys from the brand new week Kings? Cause he was a brand new week King and he thought he had all the Intel, you know, a lot of uh, that's come up. You know, I think Bob Clark mentioned it in that interview. He did uh, the podcast or whatever it was. And it's come up. Some people believe that to be the case. I really like my God, Ron Hextall retired from the NHL, like 25 fucking years ago. Like if he's still holding on to some connection he had to his junior team in like the seventies, like my God, well, that's like the, I mean, what, um, like when you go back and watch the drafts, like Sam Cosentino on sports that would just said that like Hextall had the Intel from Kelly McCrimmon because it was easily accessible because yeah. he's a part of the, the Brandon Wee Kings family. But yeah, just imagine if you have, uh, Rantanen and Pedersen on the same team. It would be uh, it would be something like if they had just one of any of those redraft players, it would just be absolutely incredible. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, it's good to see them win. But like if if they're gonna do this and cost themselves draft position, it's just like it's 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 annoying. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's like, like why? Like why? Like you always point out, like why are you winning now? Like why are you playing? Like, yeah, why couldn't you? Just your start? time, your time to win was five months ago. You forfeited that by going on fucking losing streaks that never ended. Now it's time to lose. The best thing you can do is lose. Please stop this shit. 
because it was like they they lost like twenty two twenty four or twenty two to twenty five. Like they just weren't. Yeah. And then I don't know. It's those were the games to try real hard in, not these. Because you look at you look at Tankathon, you look at the the point standings, and like there's not much separation between four or even three and eight or even nine. Like there, like you could. Just be bad, play the young players, be bad. You're pick, you're slotted third in the lottery, or you could win a bunch of games and you're slotted ninth. What do you want? I don't know. Yeah, and thanks a lot, Harris. Uh, my thing with tonight is don't. If you're afraid they're gonna pull the Flyers and win a bunch of meaningless games and knock themselves out of contention, just realize what it took tonight. Travis Konechny, who has refused to shoot all season, scored two goals and. Uh, Martin Jones played really well. I don't expect those sorts of things to continue to happen. So, you know, uh, Jason H, Jason H, you're live on the post game. Oh, I'm, I'm so happy I came after that call. <laughs> okay. And here's why for starters, the redraft thing drives me insane. I've heard it so many times in so many situations. Well, if this guy went to this team and this guy went to this team. If, you know, Ryan Leaf was drafted somewhere else. If this guy was drafted here, they don't, you don't know. The draft is a crapshoot. That's why they call it a lottery. You could get a guy great. You could get a guy bad. Injuries happen. Development happen. Bad coaches happen. Brett Favre started his career in a crappy Atlanta team. It happens. Just because if we would have got Connor McDavid, we may have messed him up. You never, ever know. Sometimes you know. Uh, I just some some teams seem to be a lot better at it than others. Yes, That's... yes. I mean, I I just think that. I mean, I think you've been showed that it's that systems de- systems have been able to develop guys and stuff like that. I mean, just I mean, I saw I saw Cam York uh, up in Ann Arbor a few times and stuff like that, and I said, well, you know, he's nice, but at the same point too, I never thought I never thought he'd ever make it to the league. So, I mean, and I don't know what he is going forward. You know, is he going to be a nice, you know, you know, second round, second line, third line guy? Maybe. But I don't I don't think he's an all star. No, he's definitely not. You tend to know right away. Like when someone's special, you see it right away. You know, Kale McCarr stepped on the ice in the playoffs and was one of the best players on the ice straight out of college. Like the special players, nine times out of ten, you see it immediately. Well, I mean, even if you go back a couple of years, like Shane Gostisbehere, when he came up, was special as a guest. And then injuries, this, that, here we are. Yeah, I mean, you know, ghost, a lot, a lot of it is organizational. You're right. Uh, deployment, all that. Uh, and, and, like, so much of his explosiveness was sapped out by that, uh, the hip and sports hernia injuries, like, He's back to producing points like he used to, but he's not the explosive player he was those first couple of years before the injuries. Uh, I'll give you a quick rookie story really quick. I was at, I think it was either Pro Ross first or second game, and he got pantsed on a breakaway for what ended up being Hose's 500th goal. Yeah. So, I mean, if I told you right there he was going to be, you know, what he's become today, who knows? I'm sorry if I'm cutting out. Take care. Have a good day. Right. Take it easy, Jason. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. 
Uh, Justin B, Justin B, you're live on the post game. Justin. All right, don't have Justin. Let's go to AJ Longwell. AJ, you're live on the post game. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello. How's it going, AJ? It's good. You know, um, I guess winning is now losing, but it's nice to see Kevin Hayes look good. Um, you know, better than I remember him looking all of last year for multiple games in a row. And it's nice to see Morgan Frost at least try to win puck battles because I don't think we've seen a lot of that all year long. <laughs> Yeah, Frost is definitely looking at least a little more confident in, like, he believes he can win a puck battle. He believes he can, uh, you know, get through some traffic with the puck on his stick. Uh, we'll see, you know, if that carries over. But Justin Hayes is one – or Kevin Hayes is one of the players I'm most interested in watching these last few games just because he is one of the guys who will definitely be back. And you need him if they are going to somehow make this offseason work – you need him to be good. Uh, those injuries, uh, the uh, core muscle injuries, just crushed him these last two seasons. He was a shell of himself last year. Uh, this year, you could tell he was just hurt out there. Uh, and now he's back. He got the infection cleaned up. It's one of the things I'm actually, I will actually put stock in in these last, what, 18 games now, is seeing him get out of them healthy and be able to start next year healthy. Yeah. it's it. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, who's the new guy? Like, where'd he come from? Hayden Hodgson uh, came up from the Phantoms. He hadn't. He was uh, originally in the ECHL this year. Just a good story of a dude working his ass off. He hasn't been in the AHL in like four years. He's been basically a, a an East Coast League guy for for majority of his career, and uh, just kind of kept playing, kept working, and finally found himself in the fucking NHL somehow. Oh, so he's older. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, I love to see it. All right, thanks, Bill. Have a great yeah, night. this is it's a season. You got it. It's a season for guys like that to get a. And thanks a lot, AJ. It's a guy. It's a season for a guy like Hayden Hodgson, Hodgson to get an opportunity. Uh, it's cool to see something like that. Like again, glad to see him score a goal tonight. That's a that's the type of player that I'm rooting for to succeed at this point. Like many, most of the players, I'm just like, no, you you missed your chance. This is a this is a waste of everyone's time and just go away. But a guy like Hodgson, he's 26. He spent a bunch of time in the minors, uh, just kind of you know. Grinding, making a living playing hockey, and here he is, goal and an assist in his first NHL game. Uh, it's it's kind of cool, and it's right after we lose Jerry Mayhew too. You know, uh, the the winter of Gerald gives way to I guess the spring of Hayden. Uh, Justin B, Justin B, you're live. Hey, I think it actually worked this time. Sorry about uh, that. I got you. Yep. How's it going? Yeah, I think the app froze up. I'm doing good, Bill. Hey, uh, so I thought of something interesting. Um, not only does it suck. We're winning because of the draft pick, but 
for the Giroux captain haters out there, if we turn this thing around for the next 18 or so games, are they going to be coming out of the woodwork here and be like, told you it was his fault? I sure hope so, because it'll give me uh, it'll be a lot easier to block them on Twitter and like find out who's an idiot. Like it's it's very simple to block idiots and that will make it even easier. So I hope so. That would be cool. Yeah, I just I just thought of that. I was like, oh, no, we're going to see those people creeping out and it's going to be terrible. Uh, Also, I was the guy that uh, tweeted at you about the Andal's weak ass shot that I could blow through a straw and move the puck faster than that. Like, Like, what the fuck was that? Like he had it teed up. And then purposefully, like, took like took something off of it. There was traffic. The, Bennington definitely wouldn't have been able to react to, like, an actual shot. But he just kind of, like, I, I used to say about Jake Voracek a lot, he was afraid to bruise the puck. Like, it seemed like he wanted to make sure the puck was okay on the way to Bennington's club. Yeah, it seemed more like a pass. And, and honestly, I mean, we've seen it all year from him. I, I don't know how many strong shots I've seen from Yandel this entire year, if any, but yeah. His one goal was a real nice shot, but this one, this one was just like, you had it, you had it lined up and everything. What, what were you doing? Yep. And then my very last point, I'm also happy you tweeted about country roads because I was thinking the exact same thing. Bill, have a great. I fucking hate it. Thanks a lot. It it drives me absolutely. St. Louis is in Missouri. Missouri is not West Virginia. What is the point of singing that song? That would drive me, if I was a blues fan, that shit would drive me nuts. Like, I I would hate my fan base if we were singing about some other place. Like, imagine that. Like, at a Flyers game, and it's like, yeah, man, it's Will Smith uh, going to Miami. Like, at least Will Smith's from fucking Philly. I just... It's so stupid. It makes no sense. Uh, Patrick Reed Miller. Patrick, you're live. Hey, Bill. How's it going? How are you doing tonight, Patrick? Uh, I mean, I mean, I can't even be mad because, like, if you think about it, like, it's kind of comical that St. Louis could not take advantage of, like, how horrible Yandel, Connaught, and Sealer were. So that's their fault. No, it, like, and that's – it is funny. Like, they just played, like, absolute shit. Like, the Blues in the first period weren't there. They did not play in the first period. There are a bunch of guys wearing Blues jerseys, but I refuse to believe they were the NHL team, the fucking St. Louis Blues. And, like, I'm not even going to fret because tomorrow night we have Colorado and – Yeah, I mean, I, I, I what's like going to happen? Gonna, that's going to be one of those, like – Holy shit, Risto! What are you doing? Type games or keeping nuts? So it's gonna it's gonna be fun. It really what they give up to them last time was it like eight? I think they gave up to Colorado, uh, seven or eight. Yeah, it was it was a crazy game. I was at that one. It was one of the first yo games. Uh, like, uh, and it was a lot of fun. Eight five, yeah. Uh, so, uh, like, what, what, are they going to get 14 this time? <laughs> oh, God. But I guess, lastly, I guess it's nice. It's kind of funny how, like, we talked about Joel Faraby being center, and he plays center tonight. I didn't mind it. I like, I like, I liked it. I mean, I don't know how many face-offs he won, but I hope they keep doing it and see if they can win it. No, just, and I just want, like, a player like Faraby, who seems to have a versatile skill set, 
put as much on him as you can see what sticks. Like if it just, even if he's not permanently a center, like, first of all, this team just has none. Like it's Couturier and Hayes and Lawton and that's it. And like, you know, Lawton can be a winger too. And he's actually probably better off at that spot. So I just want to see a versatile guy, like just take on more responsibility and see what you're able to do. Like if he's able to, play center just a little bit on penalty kill or, you know, just if that adds to his defensive game a bit, if he becomes a better puck handler because he has the puck down low more, like just every little thing that might be able to help Farabee because he's our best chance at a somewhat dynamic homegrown player that they don't have to go out and buy or trade for. Yeah, absolutely. And then I guess, lastly, I guess I'm going to go with what Nikki said in the chat. Yeah, NAK is going to score twice tomorrow. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, let's get on that. As soon as props are posted, let's get NAK to score. And uh, thanks a lot, Patrick. As uh, soon as them, soon as those, let's, I'm going to check out Bet Rivers right now uh, before we take this call and see if there are props yet for tomorrow's hockey games. I doubt it, but let's give it a look. Uh, Philly, Colorado. No, no player props yet. Just, uh, just side and total and stuff. So as soon as those are up, make sure you get those, uh, make sure you get those NAK to score bets in. Uh, Nikki Hall, Nikki, you're live on the post game. What's going on, Bill? How are you tonight, Nikki? Well, I only worse. I only watched the first period then the lady wanted to FaceTime. So I didn't really catch most of the game. Um, but anyway, I, from what I, from what I, I was, I remember the final came across my screen and it said final Philly five, St. Louis two. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> I was like half expecting us to lose. I was like, eh, well, maybe we'll win tonight. We'll see. But, well, okay. that's once, once St. Louis cut it to one, I was like, all right, they're finally going to just assert themselves and maybe it goes to overtime, but there's no way that this is just a regulation win for the Flyers and, yeah, they came away with one. They're not going to lose every single night. I would like them to, but they were just so bad in the first period. And Martin Jones actually played pretty well. So what are you going to do? Sometimes you win. That's actually surprising. And Jones was actually one of the names that I thought was going to be dealt before the deadline, which I was. I cannot surprised. believe. I cannot believe he wasn't. Because like I knew, I already knew. Like obviously, Giroux was like going to be the big name that was going to be dealt. Like I've already. I've already put my thoughts out there for that whole ordeal, what we got in return. Like, yeah, it's pretty much like the same thing with when we dealt the Rashard and Braun and we got picks out of it. Like, I'm not going to say every trade deadline is going to be a win, especially when you have Fletcher as your GM, but it's like, I was the, the, the three names that didn't get dealt in the deadline were, um, or even considered a deadline were Sanheim Jones. And I know Provy's name has been floating around there because of all the, you know, everything that's been going on with him. Yeah, I just, I did not expect anybody with term on their contract left to get mm-hmm. moved. Now, Sanheim only has one more year. He's a pretty good second pair defenseman. So you think, okay, maybe him, but I really think anybody, and I don't know who it's going to be. I don't expect all of TK, Sanheim, and uh, Proveroff back next year, but we'll see, I guess. Yeah. I, but I just think any player with, a certain amount of time left on his deal, it's going to have to be an off-season move, and you're going to have to take somebody back with him, with uh, some term left on their contract. Yeah, I guess depending on who that somebody is, it's really anyone's guess. 
I'm liking, I'm liking what I'm seeing out of Owen Tippett, though. He's been yeah, I was, uh, I was he's actually just going to like, you know, Tippett's actually really establishing himself, and I'm like, I, I'm all for it. Like, he gets the dirty areas. He's not afraid to shoot first. You know, that – I think it was – I don't know if it was – I think it was either – I think it was either the Brown goal or the TK. I think pretty much both goals, how, like, you know, how that was all set up. I just saw Tippett in the middle of that. I was like, damn, this guy – this guy is not afraid to assert himself. And he does bring some physicality. He's not, like, one of the more physical guys like Risto, but, like, holy crap. Like, And – um, oh, that was the other one, Hodgson. You know, I didn't for, – for his first game up here, he looked – from what I've seen from him, he looked pretty – Solid. I mean, it's only one game, but you know. yeah, he looks like a, you know, looks like any and credit to him that he even looks like a guy who isn't totally out of place in the NHL for someone who spent most of the last five years in the ECHL. Uh, but he looks like he could play in the bottom of a lineup. You know, he looks like a normal NHL player. Nothing special, but I'm happy for the guy getting mm-hmm. his chance, scoring a goal uh, tonight. He won't forget. Uh, and that's. It, little shit like that that gets you through seasons like this. You know, we had Jerry Mayhew for a bit. That was some fun. Uh, mm-hmm. He gets claimed on waivers by the Ducks. They bring up mm-hmm. Hodgson, and now we can enjoy Hodgson for a little bit. Well, I mean, at least we know we got a future third or fourth line. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Well, thanks as always, Bill. That's pretty much all I want to touch base on from what I've seen. Take it easy, Nikki. Thanks a lot. Yeah, and, like, I'm not expecting Hayden Hodgson to – factor into the future of this franchise. Honestly, I hope he doesn't because they need to add so much talent if there's still a roster spot left for that guy. That's horrible. Uh, but good for him. He he gets to come up, gets to play in the NHL, uh, and he's, he gets to live his fucking dream. Yeah, and like Johnny, you're joking. Hayden Hodgson greater than JVR. I'd much rather watch him. I'd much rather watch a guy try to take advantage of his opportunity than watch JVR out there just kind of going through the motions. And yeah, he's been a little better the last couple nights, but that's even worse. It's even worse to me, the guys who are going to, like I mentioned, you know, TK, if he's, you know, whether he comes back or they trade him and you want his value to come up, you want TK to succeed either way. But like, God damn it. You're going to score two goals now? Like, you're going to look like – and to in TK's defense, it's been more than just since the deadline. Like, he's looked good uh, a lot. Uh, he's looked good a lot recently. But – and just hasn't been able to put the puck in his net, in the net himself. Uh, he's been creating plays on the rush. He's been dishing out assists. He's looked a lot more like TK recently. I talked in, you know, just a couple of nights ago, like, God damn, am I going to get sucked back into TK? And I don't know if I'm there, like, oh, yeah, they have to bring him back. But it's more just, okay, he can come back and be a nice second-line player for us, or he can continue to raise his value and we can get something of substantial, uh, you know, some sort of substantial return for a player who's in the prime of his career right now, who's a good second line player. So uh, it's kind of just indifference to whether he's back or not and hoping they can just extract some value from him, whether it's on the ice next year or uh, as in a return in a trade. So whatever it is, Uh, but JVR, he has sucked all year. I I don't want to, I don't want to see his shit. You know, I, I don't leave me alone. <laughs> that's how I feel watching these games, honestly. And Limblom was injured tonight. Oh, that's good. Great. One of the few guys who's actually been fun to watch uh, for the last couple of months, Limblom. But it is what it is. 
All right. Uh, we don't have any more callers, so I'm going to wrap it up there. I'll be back tomorrow night after the Colorado game. So thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already, you got to hit that subscribe button. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts, and boom, content, content, content. I know this was a low-energy show tonight, guys. I'm just dragging this week. I'm trying. We're all trying to get through this season. Uh, I'll bring it a little bit more tonight, but or tomorrow night. Uh, but thanks a lot. My name is Bill Matz. Until tomorrow, have a great week, everybody.